0: to another episode of what the world needs more of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I am your host. Very excited. We have our first co-host guest on the podcast today. We've had couples. We've had individuals. This is the very first time we've had a co-host of another show, both joining us at the same time. So Christy and Eva, thank you both for joining us. Hey um, thank you for having
1: us. We're so happy to be here. We
0: so we're so excited to be here. Now we're gonna dive into the question of the show, which is what do you believe the world needs more of?
2: Well, I'm gonna start off. My name is Christy, and I'd like to say, this has been on my mind for a while. I think the world needs more I actually I should say the world needs better parents. Mm. Okay. Better parenting. Let's get back to the basics with these kids today. Let's let's get on the floor and play with our kids. Let's put a puzzle together. Let's go out back in the backyard and and gather some sticks and make a fire or, you know, go to the park and go down the slide with your kid even at the park. I, I think that's really big. Don't just watch your kid go down the slide while you're holding your cell phone, you know, filming him. Why don't you climb up those, you know, the ladder and go down the slide too. You know, get involved with your children, actually physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, Get down on their level. That's what I really think the world needs more of. Agreed.
0: Mm, I love it.
2: Yeah, and I think that parents also judge other parents, and that's that's something that we should all kind of stop doing. You know, if you're trying to do your best with your child, then you know, do your best and, and, and don't worry about what everyone else is saying. And d- and don't make, you know, make comments or, or hurt other people's feelings if they're doing a different version of parenting for their children. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a different idea in mind of what's right.
1: Everyone's just trying to do their best. And I think the thing everybody needs to you know, focus on is support and actually Mm. showing support for one another, not just talking about it. Mm. You know, even now, not to jump from topic to topic, you know, women supporting women. Mm. We all talk about it, especially now with all these movements happening. We all say women need to support women. You know, I support this, but where are you? Show up. for it. You know, really walk the walk and don't just talk the talk.
0: Hmm. Powerful. Now, here's a question going back up and it might be Terminology that needs to be adjusted. But what if you observe someone doing something and they literally just suck at it?
2: <laughs> I think from my experience, I'm going to answer that, Jarek. I'm going to say, unless someone's asking you for your opinion, just be quiet. You know, because ah. I, I learned that years ago because I have so much to say. Like my mind is blowing every minute of the day because I have so much stuff I want to say. But I try not to share unless someone really wants to hear what I have to say. And they know if they come to me to ask my opinion, I'm going to give them a hundred percent honesty when it comes to my opinions. But let's face it, like, who am I helping if I just go around just, you know, giving out information, spewing, spewing your... my opinions and, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. So that's, that's just my personal opinion on that.
0: I'm with you. I, I think in that context, um, I, I use this example and, and someone didn't like the words, but. Someone has to suck long enough to become okay, be okay long enough to become good and good long enough to become great. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, for that, what you just said is one observe. And if you see it and you're like, ah, geez, oof, they could definitely do better. That judgment doesn't help them. No, no. Walking up and being like, you suck at this definitely doesn't help.
2: But you know what does help? Leading by example. Yes. I'm always a
1: big fan of the uh, kiss, slap, kiss method. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. If there's something that I can teach someone because I have failed in that, I always lead with something positive. You know, you're doing a great job with this. I noticed that. A gentle slap and then followed up with another kiss. So <laughs> yes. that, that like seems that, to work. And, <laughs> and that's supportive. Yeah.
0: That's something that's actually supportive. You're loving on them. You're caring mm-hmm. for them. You're taking time to show them something. The other yeah. factor that comes in with that support and better parenting and less judgy and truly showing up for people is sometimes I, I think just holding space, mm-hmm, you know, uh-huh. just feeling all the possible love that you would ever want to feel when you were in that position and you kind of knew you sucked anyways and be like, wow, I wish someone sitting next to me would just pour every ounce of love into my soul right now and give me a shot at trying to improve myself. Mm Because it's it's crazy. Someone told me one time, most of us have a little voice that follows ourselves around and Mm -hmm. tells us how much we suck all day long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something we have to update. Absolutely. You know, it it doesn't help with other people also pointing out what the voice is confirming. It's like, no, no, just pour love into that human. And and I think it aligns with what you're saying. So better parenting, less judging, show more support by showing up for the person and giving them what hopefully or maybe you would have hoped to receive at that point.
1: I used to have an assistant that told me she her life improved when she started doing this very simple thing. So we were both living in the city at the time, in New York City at the time. And she told me she would get on the subway at the end of her shift every day and sit down. And if there was anybody else on the subway that looked like they were having a bad day or if they were sad, she would envision this ribbon of pink energy and light and sparkles, and she would wrap them up in her mind, wrap them with this this pink ribbon and these sparkles and this love from her, and she would visualize it. And she always said, I can just tell by their energy, the way they would stand up or whatever it was, that something changed something shifted and she's wow. like if we can just all do that for one person every day we can just really change the world and that that's one of those things that you can show support for someone without having to get a pat on the back from someone else for doing it oh, definitely. selfless love for other people
2: absolutely
0: Eva. Mm, so powerful so powerful and so true you yeah know? It's something everyone listening can do. You can do it regardless of your situation, regardless of your location. Something every single person tuning in right now can apply to that. It's such mm-hmm. a good tip. Such and good it doesn't
2: tip. and it doesn't like it doesn't matter what religion you are. You can try and say a prayer for someone else today. Hmm. Someone someone else, a stranger, someone that you don't know. Maybe you walk by someone every day in your office and you don't even know them and maybe you can just tell that they're just under the weather or they're just not feeling well, just say a prayer for them. They don't even have to know. They're not going to know, but you know that you're trying to just give back without, like Eva said, it's not about the pat on the back. It's not about the recognition. It's about the anonymous acts of kindness that we all need to try to tune into and do more often every day, even if I love we can it. I love and it. teach and teach our kids to do this too. You know, absolutely pray for your teacher, pray for your bus driver, pray for your friend at school that's getting bullied, pray for anything or your grandmother, your grandfather. You know, it's, it's simple and it doesn't matter what religion you are. This is universal.
1: And the younger you start doing it, I feel like you build more on that foundation Mm -hmm. and then you can start to teach other people. If one parent teaches their child, you know, pray for other people or, Mm -hmm. you know, just go give that person a hug if they look like they need it, whatever it might be. The feeling that you get, knowing that you may have helped someone, mm. you build on that. What else can I do? And starting that at a young age, I mean, we could really change. Oh, we could yeah. change a whole generation of kids. Absolutely. If we Gratitude. if we just lead by example and get on their level and connect with them, it's so important.
0: That's right. Here's my next question. What's your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? For both of you, and uh, what are some of the moments that help shape it?
2: Um, I'm going to say my wow factor would be, I, I just, I wake up happy every day. I I don't know what my problem is. (laughs) I just always have.
1: Not problematic Uh, at all. Yeah.
2: I just, I, I don't take any drugs. I I don't, I I just, I, I'm in a good place every day. And and I, I think it's because I grew up with very optimistic people in my life daily. And uh, I was very fortunate to have that. And, um, I just, I I try my best to kind of share that let's share I'm happy I'm a happy person I, I my biggest fault is that I can't be angry for more than like five minutes so I mean listen sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad sometimes you have to get angry in order to get through something but it's very hard for me to stay in that state so I um I really am a happy person I so I I think my wow factor is just trying to um kind of just make someone stay you know try to just make them feel better compliment them listen to them give them a little pep talk whatever it is i can do to kind of bring them up that's that's my gift Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely how about you eva um i feel like this uh, this is something i've been told by uh, several people that i'm a bit of a wild card so i can go into you know pretty much any situation any group of people any place in the world and immediately Get on that level and feel comfortable and thrive in that environment. And, um, you know, it's something I've really tried to capitalize on when I travel. If I'm going either to a black tie thing and then going to, you know, the dive bar to shoot pool after, whatever it might be, you know, and just really trying to engage with the people around me and not feel like an outsider and to never make other people feel like an outsider. Try and be very inclusive at all times.
0: Powerful. What are some Uh of the moments that help shape these qualities?
2: Um, I'm going to say some of the moments I I was a single mom for eight years when my daughter was younger. And I, I don't look at that as um, baggage or, or um, a problem. I actually look at it as so much growth happened in that a little bit of time that I just learned so much about, like Eva saying, just kind of getting on the same level with people and, and helping others and, just, um, the, the struggle was real. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it was, but, but I think any struggle that you, that you kind of face in life is, is your struggle and it's, it's there for a reason. And you just have to take each moment as it comes and don't let the negative things around you change you inside. You know, it's just, it'll pass like everything. So I just think that I gained a lot from those years, just being a single mom. And, and I was lucky enough to have other single moms that were, I, I lived near them. So they were my neighbors. And we, again, back to the first thing we, we spoke about in, in the beginning of the podcast, being better parents, women helping women. Um, that shaped me. I, I learned so many things from other women in my shoes that maybe even had it worse. So yeah. Um, the one, the one story in particular I'm going to mention is that um, my one neighbor, she was a little bit worse off than I was. So um, she was on food stamps at one point. And she had the food stamps. And I think with food stamps, there's like, uh, there's like a time limit on them. So she had them for like three or four months or something. And then uh, the time was going to run out. So either you use the money or they take it. So she called my friend and I was also a single mom. And uh, she said, tomorrow, I'd love to take you guys grocery shopping. So I have like $600 worth of food stamps. I can't use $600 in my refrigerator full of food. So would you guys like to go food shopping with me and just fill up your grocery carts? And that was, and it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you're struggling and you really don't have extra, like you're used to, like we were, my daughter and I, we were just used to going to the supermarket, filling up our cart and putting half of it back on the conveyor belt. You know, it's like, all right, well we only have $63. So I'm sorry, but we're going to have to put the rest back. So to be able to go to the supermarket and fill up our grocery cart with stuff that we never were able to just put in, like luxuries, for instance, paper towels, batteries, toilet paper. (laughs) These are luxuries that you don't have when you're a single mom. You just don't. You you just make do with what you have. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were able to put all that in our grocery cart that day, and I will forever be grateful to her. She's still a very good friend of mine. And uh, it was just a beautiful moment of just moms helping moms, and the kids really had a good time, too so
1: that's great um i'd have to say what like not really a particular moment but um, when i was growing up i was always a member of different clubs i was a very very busy child i was in tons of activities Uh, you know i i wanted to do that i elected to do so and i realized the older i got was i had all these different groups of friends And they all got along with each other. And then when I would think about other people I knew in other schools, you know, they would always kind of stick to one group. And the older I got, I I realized, why do people have to be so segregated? How come the theater kids have to hang out with the theater kids? How come the cheerleaders have to hang out with the cheerleaders? How come the jocks have to hang out over here? Where I had a, a, there was a common denominator for me among all of these people. And, you know, after I finished school and moved into my career, I realized that applies everywhere. You know, you don't have to just be known for one thing. You don't have to be pigeonholed into this one group because that's who you think you are. You know, I don't think we ever stop growing and, you know, exploring who we really are. And I think that it is important to find those different groups. If you have a couple different hobbies, try and connect them in any way that you can and just show you don't have to be just this one person and known for this one thing.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it is it Mickey Mouse that someone was talking about a long time ago. They're like, you know, what's the difference between Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse? And and as silly as this sounds, because Mickey Mouse never talks and tells you who they, who he is. Everyone around the world can have an experience of who Mickey is. Huh. Versus oh, wow. Bugs Bunny opens his mouth and tells you who he is. And therefore, all of a sudden he said who he is. Therefore, he's stuck there. Wow. And oh, it's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Why is one way more popular than the other? And cuz one can fit into so many different worlds and so many different experiences mm. and the other one's stuck very mm. much in the one that they've defined. And, and I think it goes with what you just shared there is is being open to allow yourself to fit into so many different experiences yeah. but not slapping that title on because it actually limits you and sticks you in the one box instead of allowing you to experience all of them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
0: Very cool. What's a moment that made you all feel incredibly humble?
2: Um, I'm going to say, well, last year I, well, actually it was two years ago. I, um, I had a, ge- I had a genetic test done to see if I carried the gene for breast cancer and ovarian cancer, because ovarian cancer runs in my family. I lost my mom, my grandma, and my aunt to ovarian cancer. So hmm. I was, um, I was almost 40 and I, Uh, My doctor warned me that I should get the test done just to see if I had the gene. And if I did have the gene, then we could just kind of, you know, make some decisions after the fact. So um, I did have the test done. I did find out that I am BRCA1 positive, which means I'm prone to ovarian and breast cancer, which is the same thing that Angelina Jolie has. Um, So with that information, I had to make some serious decisions. Um, Should I just pretend like I never got the information and just kind of, you know, wing it, which a lot of people would do and I'm not judging, you know, that was definitely something that ran through my mind. Um or do I just go ahead and and d- d- just have all these surgeries done just to prevent anything from happening. So I um I decided to have all these surgeries to prevent anything from happening. Um I was I was young. My mom was 53 when she died and it happened very quickly when she got ovarian cancer. So I didn't want to see that happen to my kids, my husband, my, my friends, my family. And knowing this information, I decided that I would have all those surgeries done. So the truth is I don't actually talk about this a lot because I feel so lucky to have had the information and had the health insurance at the time to have these tests done and and to have the um, the luxury of, of, being in great hospitals here in New Jersey and, and just great doctors. And I never woke up one morning, knock on wood and had cancer. So that's why I don't really like to share this too much because people that wake up in the morning and they find a lump or, you know, they get this, this, this news that they only have a few months left to live because, you know, there's a tumor in their body that's growing rapidly. Um, it makes me feel humble because I was so fortunate to have had this opportunity to prevent these things. So now I can hopefully live longer. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel very lucky.
1: I love Mm. that story. Thank you. Um, I would have to say a moment for me was I was traveling, I was in Thailand and I, I was 19. I was young. So, you know, I thought it was a hotshot and You know, I I, I knew the whole world, and I understood how it worked, like we all do when we're teens. And I was by myself, and I had met a couple couple really great people in this small village I was staying in. And I had this moment where I was walking by myself down the street, and I realized that some of these houses weren't actually held together with anything. They were just, you know, pieces of, you know, metal kind of like leaning up against each other. And it was, you know, the height of the monsoon season— but they all were welcoming me into their houses and a lot of them didn't have doors there weren't any windows the chickens would just walk right into the house and they they kept trying to give me things and I kept thinking to myself you have nothing you have nothing they would go and bring me eggs they would I mean anything that they could they just were so happy to have a guest and I remember thinking to myself wow would i do this for someone walking down my street in new jersey at the time probably not i would close my door shut the windows like who is that outside why are they you know walking past my house at this hour and that really opened my eyes up to you know being grateful for the luxuries that i do have and um it was humbling in the sense that i learned a lot about myself and what i have to offer other people and um yeah just kind of spreading that that um you know, welcoming, welcoming, um, energy. And yeah, I love that. Nina.
0: It's powerful. It's we beautiful. so much when we enter different places and it's wild how different cultures treat people radically different. Absolutely. I, I have friends from different parts of the world and, and it's also entertaining slightly cause there's different things that they react to. Mm-hmm. I remember I have friends who grew up in Iran or grew up in parts of Asia. And if your mom takes off her slipper or her sandal, you're in deep shit. Like she can <laughs> whoop you harder than <laughs> you've ever been whooped. And if yeah. she can't
2: reach you, she'll throw that shoe at you. Yeah, that's right. You better it's run. It's coming. It's a heat-seeking missile other. right at your It'll head. It'll find you. <laughs> It'll
0: find you. Now, you know, there's also a, a cultural element, like mm-hmm. in these same communities where they'll give you every single thing they have because it's built into the culture of how you take care of a guest. I forget the phrase. Um, but we were just in India a few weeks ago. For, I took my wife to go see the Taj Mahal. And, and the phrase is, I forget what the phrase is, but it basically means guest is God. And oh, wow, and, and wow. what that means is like if if you're a guest, they're going to treat you like you are the most special being in, on the universe. And they're going to give you everything and anything they possibly can to take care of you.
2: Now, let me ask you something, Jack. Is that, now, what happens when those people go to someone else's house? Do they expect that same treatment? Or
0: so they don't expect it, okay, but the person will always give it. But are so, they
2: disappointed so, when they don't get that same treatment? Maybe so if they basically, came here,
0: if they oh. came to Miami, Florida, <laughs> okay, exactly right, then <laughs> and what showed up at someone's house and someone's like, Hey, welcome, yeah, grab a seat at the table, hey, take a plate, give what you want. Um, uh-huh. no, they realize it's different, it's just a different culture, okay. But if they were to be living in Miami, Florida, and you went to their house. They mm-hmm. would 100% treat you like you are the most – it's part of the culture. It's it, wow. it's something that's passed down generationally that's not passed down for most U.S.-based households that I have no, visited. No, it's not. No, no, it's um, not. no. You, you know, and, and some <laughs> no, of them, though. Yeah. I, I've had family members where, like, my little cousin's like, hey, here, spend the night at my house. Here, sleep on my bed. I'll sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I look at them like – like, it's adorable. Seriously, <laughs> It's adorable. Like, that's wow. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> like, You're like eight. What, I'm like, what country <laughs> did you grow up in? Like, that's yeah. that's amazing. How did that's you come adorable. up with that? So it's there in in certain places, but it's not prevalent. It's not everywhere, um, mm-hmm. and and so it's beautiful. And I think it's mm-hmm. something that opens our hearts because it's like wow. And and going back to what you said, showing up, supporting, and and stepping into those things earlier. It's also something everyone listening, if that's not normal, it's not what you normally do, try it for thirty days to every friend that visits your house and see how it feels.
2: Definitely. Yeah, yeah and it's definitely.
0: Like, dang. Because all of a sudden yeah. when you try that on for size, I don't want to spoil what's gonna happen. I've done this where I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I have a friend, he he his family's from India, they live in Tampa. Every time I went to his house, This dude's like, do you want a protein shake? Can I make you some of the drink? Can I get you some food? Like, what can I do for you? Can I, here, let me take your shoes. Let me take your jacket. Like this dude's all (laughs) over it. And he's a doctor. (laughs) I'm like, you're, what? Yeah. (laughs) I've been to many doctor's offices. That's not how they treat you. (laughs) No. They're like, sit down. Let me see what's going on. Okay, do this. Bye. And they walk out of the room. Bless their souls. They're there to help. And they're very busy. I get it. And there's something special about that. I remember trying that on for 30 days. And it was like I had to keep kind of like knocking on my own head and being like, "Hello, remember? Help, get get them something. Do something." Because it wasn't natural. It wasn't what I was trained to do as a child growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but but our, the experience is, is very cool. After thirty days of doing that for every guest, it'll it'll put a put a smile on your soul. Um,
2: I think most of us don't even have a room in our house that's designed for a guest. I, I can speak for my own street where we live. I mean, it's just not something – like you said, it's a culture thing. It's not even something we think about. Like we have an extra room upstairs, but the, it's the furthest thing from – I know from my husband's mind is like make that into a guest room because mm-hmm. it's just not something we do. But we should. You're right. I like the whole idea. Yeah. Like let's and let's try that. That's a great idea.
0: There's a piece to remember too because this did exist in, in U.S. culture, let's say um if that's a thing i'm sure it is uh but but where it's like used to have and there's a comedian who makes fun of this he's like if you ever gotten to grandma's house back in the day um, you know, if the phone rang, you were excited. If someone knocked on the door, you're like, Oh uh, my gosh, guests. Mm-hmm. yeah you, you always yeah. had the special pound cake set aside just for guests. Like, <laughs> right. You yeah. eat all that other crap, but don't touch the guest thing. <laughs> yeah. Guest pound um, cake. <laughs> exactly. And 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 you know, nowadays someone knocks on the floor and he says basically we all drop to the ground and army crawl slowly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then we, we peek out the window to see who the hell it is and if they're gonna attack us. Like it's this weird thing that's happened that, that instead of being communities, we've distanced ourselves from people and now we've freaked out if someone shows up at the door without texting us or calling first yeah.
2: definitely yeah. and then and then then the kids see that you know like the kids are learning yeah. that like oh yeah. this is how it's supposed to be exactly when, no you know what else i can't stand play dates i don't participate in play dates <laughs> i don't even like the term play date i have two kids i will never say that word to that those hey, words I'm, to
0: them. I'm just gonna be honest my wife tried to set me up with a play date with someone else's husband i was like ain't happening
2: no weird
0: very weird <laughs> strange
2: <laughs> No, and the kids think it's weird too. Like, can't we just all get together and do something? Why do we have to like label it like that? It's organized fun. Oh, I can't stand it. No, even I are total, um, totally on the same page as far as parenting go. Mm-hmm. We just we let our kids run around naked on the beach. Um, we we let them get dirty at the park. We don't care if their shoes get ruined. You know, it, it, none of it matters. We just want them to have a good time. If they're not dirty by the time we get home from playing then we didn't do, we did something wrong as parents, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that's just how we feel. And you know, it could be right or wrong. Some people may agree, not agree, but um, kids want to have fun. They always do. That's never going to change.
1: There you go. And they want to have fun with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They want to have fun with you. There's a very
1: small window of their lives and your life that mm-hmm. they want you present all the time, and you are a hero. Yes. You know, you have to really embrace that, and you have to really shine. You only have a couple years of that, because after that, it's you're just mom, you're just dad, sure. and that's it. Yeah. You know, if your nose is in your phone all the time, oh. you you lost it, and you never get that back.
2: Yeah. And and also, the nanny isn't going to do the same job you're going to do, or the au pair. Uh, that's just not. it's just not the. You know, listen, we got to do what we got to do, but it's quality time. It's not even quantity. It's quality. If you only have a certain amount of time with your kids every week, make it count. Make it quality. Care about them. Play with them. Talk to them. Share with them. Answer their questions. Tell them stories. You know, I mean, these things are, like Eva said, this is small, small window of time that Teach you have. Teach
1: them how to bake the guest pound
2: cake. Definitely. <laughs> Get them in the kitchen. Let them make a mess. Yeah. It's okay. Who cares?
0: And I, I think I'll throw in a random humble, humble moment and then a quick left turn just to ask a side question here. Yeah. Um, remembering, I remember I was as in Uganda in the village, rural farming villages, no running water, no electricity. Most people live in little mud huts, mm-hmm. like like literally mud walls with a thatch roof. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. like you walk in and the whole house is no bigger than a very small kitchen in New York City. And New York kitchens are small, like mm-hmm. it was small and that's the yeah. whole home. Um, And I remember being there, and we did training for the group of men, and it was like pulling teeth to get these guys to walk 25 yards down the road into a schoolhouse so we could show them how to better their farm. We did one training for women one morning, and the the meeting was at 7 a.m. at a specific person's farm. There were women there that walked five miles carrying a whole bag of tools with three kids at four something in the morning and brought something to share with us as a thank you for coming to share with them
1: wow oh my
2: god i love it wow
0: i I realized the concept of taking care of the community really comes from women and another thing i Mm -hmm. learned when i was there is if you want to change a community you gotta support and empower the women and things change Mm -hmm. and and it's and you just see the difference when you're in different parts of the world and you try to support everybody and you watch who shows up and, and who doesn't and the women very much constantly showed up. And regardless of how small or how much they had, everyone brought something. And, and it's that practice of bringing something to support another human, like you said, showing up, bringing something. And something might have just been a thank you and a warm hug, but mm-hmm. it's something Definitely. to share. Now, I've got a left turn question because it popped into my head. And, mm-hmm. and it's a curiosity of mine because I've been warned and I've heard a few things about it, which is when you first become a mom, Mm -hmm. Wanting to invest that precious presence and time with your little one. What happens on the side note? And it's a random question, but I've been told you're going to get demands from all sides because your husband still wants attention Uh, and connection. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your Mm -hmm. child wants attention and connection. You need some of your own self attention and connection. Family's going to demand stuff. Work's going to demand stuff. What happens in that moment for a mom where all of a sudden it feels like everything's pulling in every direction?
1: I I, I even, have.
0: How do you prioritize it? Is there a way?
1: Um, You you figure it out and something in you just naturally kind of figures it out. I, I always think of it this way. So let's say my husband and I are just sharing a loaf of bread for our whole lives. That's our dinner every single night. And let's make my time, my quality time, this loaf of bread now. So what was once just split between, between two people now is split between between three. So, yes, our rations have to be a little bit smaller, but you find other sources of, you know, um, of nutrition or whatever it is to accommodate for that time lost or that less, you know, that, that smaller portion you um you portion yourself out differently but you don't lose that quality time with that person it j- everybody adapts and if you show that you're adaptable Everyone else will follow suit. They'll understand, okay, well, our Thursday, you know, girls' night, like your friends, my Thursday girls' nights are out, but you know what? We're going to FaceTime for an hour while the baby naps and I'm folding laundry or whatever it is. So I can still keep that connection, but it's not what it used to be. We're just evolving. Mm -hmm. And then you show other people it's okay to evolve and, you know, move forward because that's what we're doing constantly. Nobody ever stays the same. And you'd be surprised how natural and organic it really is. You just, Everyone figures it out. And, you know, if you're the type of person that complains and, you know, whines, you don't have this anymore, you don't have mm-hmm. that, well, then you're doing yourself and your family and your friends and everyone in your life a great disservice because they're not receiving the whole you because you don't even, you're not giving yourself the whole you anymore.
2: Definitely. You, you need to take time for everybody in your life. I love what you said, Eva. And you just, just like you jerk with your wife. I mean, you put her first every morning, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that doesn't change with your spouse. You still continue to put your spouse first and you, you put that marriage or your relationship first and that trickles down to the kids. And when you're around the kids, then you're present with them. And when you have a few minutes to spare and you can jump in the shower, you enjoy that shower. You just, you you know, you milk that for every, every (laughs) drop you can get alone in that shower. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't wake up in the morning feeling like you came up short yesterday and like, oh, I wish I had more of this. I wish I had more help. I wish my my in-laws were, were nicer. I wish I wish I had more money to pay a babysitter. Now, how about how great you already have it, how lucky you are to have a child? So many people out there can't have a baby. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying. They can't have a baby. And here you are. You, you're you lucky to have one child or two children. Make the best of it. Realize how lucky you are and, and just do your best. That's it. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, the person that you're with loves you. They'll understand. Sometimes you need to take more time with the kids. You know, you still have a date night once a week if you can. If you can't, well, make the quality time count wherever you can grab it. But just know that you're very fortunate to have had this gift.
0: Hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here's my next question. What's a moment that made you feel, uh, or let's say an awe-inspiring moment, a moment that left you with the jaw on the ground? um
2: go ahead eva do you have one um with it uh, with the with your baby no um mm. i i um uh, it's a good question mm. i don't i
1: yeah I, I would have to uh think that mm. i feel like i had something lined up there mm-hmm. and fleeting thoughts of my you know i i i'm going to say this the last time that even i
2: took our kids our two kids are about around the same age and uh well her daughter's 3 and my son's i'm sorry her daughter's 2 my son is 3 when we were at the at the park that day not the park the woods when oh, we took them yeah. for a walk in the yeah. woods we spent hours this one day just going just walking through this trail in the woods going um just walking in the mud and the kids were throwing rocks in a stream and it was just it was just a beautiful day in the summer, and we just cut. And there was poison ivy everywhere, but we didn't care. <laughs> we just kept on telling the kids, "Don't touch the leaves, guys. Just don't, t-, you know." And trying to talk to a toddler is just about impossible. But for, luckily, we, they actually listened to us that day. But it was just such a beautiful day, and and it was an all moment because it was so simple. It wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. It wasn't a movie theater. It wasn't a vacation to Disney. It, it was just two moms with their two kids in the woods and getting dirty getting dirty and it was just looking back i i still have some of those pictures on my phone yeah. and just the looks on our kids faces when they were just walking through the stream and and just you know smelling smelling the the green the leaves and the trees and looking up in the sky and it was so clear and that that to me is an all moment and I will never forget yeah and absolutely. I, I would love to recreate that more often mm-hmm. if if we could in mm-hmm. our kids in our kids lives so yeah
1: and also when your kid learns something I think is oh yeah it, and it just gets better every time everybody you know it's so easy to look back at pictures of when you know your your child was just born and you're like oh I wish they were that age again but you don't because then you wouldn't have had all these experiences and you're, you know, you wouldn't see all this growth and, you know, being able to teach them things. When I see my daughter be kind to another child she's never met before, or even an adult say something really, you know, nice. She said to this woman in the food store the other day, you are so beautiful. This is a two-year-old. And the woman was in tears, like, oh my God, like nobody has said that to me. She called this older man, oh, look at that boy over there. And he was like, I haven't been called a boy in you know 35 years this, like the this simple oh. things those are awe inspiring moments for mm-hmm. me just mm-hmm. these little tiny bits that I get every day and I think probably for you too definitely yeah. oh definitely oh,
0: special moments, special mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. what about your greatest fear
2: oh um, I'm gonna say okay this is a good question um, I'm gonna say my biggest fear would be I guess not being the role model that I really want to be for my kids. Some, you know, I, I always want them to look up to me and to respect me, and it's a fine line because nobody's perfect. Uh, I think moms put themselves up on this pedestal that we don't belong on. You know, um, we're, we're always trying to outdo our own mothers. I'm speaking for myself, but that's something I try to do every day. I, I just want to be this, you know, this this mom that that m- when my kids grow up, they're not sitting you know in an in an office with a therapist you know trying to t- discuss what happened and you know i want i want to be everything i can be for them and i want them to always know that they can come to me or their dad and uh my biggest fear would be like i said to just not be the role model that i really want to be for them so i i do, I do try every day to be that for them it's that's important to me
1: i think my as selfish as this may sound i think that my biggest fear is um uh, not taking an opportunity, not seizing an opportunity, um, where I know it feels right because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of too many other factors and not just seeing the clear picture. I, I you know, thus far in my life, I have no regrets. And, you know, I, I'm, my biggest fear is that, you know, when I'm, you know, hopefully 80, hopefully hundred plus, who knows how long we're going to live then, um, that I'm going to look back and think and start checking off boxes of all the things that I missed out on because I think that's the worst feeling is, you know, self-disappointment and Mm -hmm. it's just something I don't, I don't want to ever have to experience.
0: Mm. What about your future? What are you most excited about?
1: Oh, uh, good. Tra- traveling and seeing as much as I could possibly see and bringing my kid along and, you know, hopefully she teaching her new languages and, oh my God, I'm so excited thinking about that. My energy just changed. Yeah. Eva loves to go on vacation every year for her birthday. Mm-hmm. She always
2: takes herself somewhere different. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Go to a place I've never been before. Cause it helps me, um, associate a year with a place, you know, so like a new experience. I, I have a, um, you know, a way of thinking, oh, 32, I was here and this year I did this and blah, 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 blah. But um, really, I want to explore as much of the world and meet as many people as I possibly can and absorb their energies and their stories and learn and just, you know, continuing to learn. That's that's all I want to do for the rest of my life. And then, you know, teach people whatever I have learned and failures, mistakes and things that I um, yeah.
0: Is there a trend of how you're choosing places? Like, did it go from Cabo to. It started.
1: It started. It's such a bizarre (laughs) thing. It started with the letter T. Like, I don't know how. Like, the place, like wherever it was the uh, like a city or a country started with tea and then it just kind of because my birthday's in February so you know I'm not going to Iceland in February not going to the north of Scotland in February I could but you know <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd be outside very much so um now it's just kind of where if I I, I try and manifest the energy of where the place is that I'm Going, trying to go, I, I sit and I meditate and I think about it. Is it tropical? Is it cold? Is it whatever? And then I kind of just throw it out in the universe. And if it happens, it happens. So now it's kind of random, but I think that's, what's fun about it. Mm-hmm. I, I never really know. I don't know where I'm going in a couple months yet. Well, I can say one thing. She's not going on another cruise. <laughs>
2: She's not a cruise person.
1: No, I, 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 and I'm sorry for anyone listening that loves to cruise, but I felt like I was on a floating petri dish for a week. And it, oh, whew, it's intense. Not her thing. No. no. Um, oh, I would
2: say I'm excited about. Well, first, even I have a podcast that we put out every week. So that's always exciting for us. We okay. love talking to different people. Um, we love to interview just regular people in their daily lives, just kind of like you do, Jarek, and just to see kind of where they're coming from, where they're going. Um, I just love people learning from people. And and um, I just I'm excited to grow and just I, I just feel so lucky to have what we have now. I mean, I am really every day is a blessing and. I wouldn't change any of it. So I'm just always looking forward to the future, always just happy to help someone that needs it. I think that's my place in this world, and I'm I'm good there.
1: Excited to wake up every day. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, every day is a gift for sure.
0: I love it. I love it, I love it. So we're going to transition to the second part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is called the Nuts and Bolts. So it's a tangible, tactful, practical, applicable, immediately applied, which there's already a few awesome things you've shared that they can immediately apply um, but there's only three questions in this section. And the first one is where do you currently focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day?
1: Um, uh, trying, uh, trying to, um, be a leader. Really? Yeah, I, I really try and focus that I know. And ever since I was a child, I always knew I was a leader, not a follower. And I'm trying to be a good leader, you know, and I don't want to be a bad example for anyone. But it is hard to, you know, sometimes fight off those thoughts of, you know, I'm just gonna be lazy today. I'm just gonna do this. Now. That's why I really try and focus all of my energy every day when I wake up, I set an intention and I really, really try and stick with it. Definitely me too. I think, I feel the same way
2: about the leadership thing, Eva. I, I feel the same. I've always been a leader. I, I value that. I, I want to be responsible. I want to be someone people can depend on. Um, I want to pay it forward as often as I can to anyone. Uh, that's something that I that I really believe in. And um, just kind of, you know, stay in a happy place mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Very cool. And what's the key to your success in being a powerful leader?
1: Accountability. Oh, definitely being accountable for if I if I make a promise to someone, I I really intend to keep it. And I will hold myself accountable for if I break that this is something so silly. So I this is something that I just started implementing and Christy can, um, you know, validate this. I was horrible with text messaging. It's something so (laughs) stupid. I would read a text. I'd be at work. I don't want to be standing there, you know, texting back. So I'd read it and I'd put my phone down. And then, you know, two days later, I'm going through looking for something and I say, oh my goodness, I never text this person back, but they saw that I read it. So, or they know that I read it. So I turn my read receipts on or read receipts. I don't Uh know how, what it is. And that, tiny little thing has completely changed the game for me. I'm getting things done quicker. Um, You know, I'm not thinking about what my response is going to be. I'm not thinking about what the other person wants to hear. If I can commit to something, I will. If I can't, I won't. And um, it's a simple little thing, but I've really tried to apply that to everything in my life. And it has gotten significantly better since. Accountability is a very, very strong quality that I need to have. I
2: couldn't <laughs> agree more, Eva. And I, I quit smoking a few months ago because I promised my daughter that I wouldn't do it anymore. I looked her in the eye. I saw the look on her face when she saw the cigarettes in my, in my bag. And I promised her I would never do it again. And I never look back. I will never smoke another cigarette again. And I thank God that I have her to remind me in the back of my mind that, that that's my accountability. I promised her. I mean what I say. I do what I say I'm going to do. Actions speak louder than words. So I agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Find something to hold you accountable every day. Yes.
0: And here's a question. How do you help someone who's never been held accountable to finally get into the rhythm of being accountable?
1: Um, have Having them, ta- okay, if uh, they have a cell phone that they can take a video with, Taking a video of what their intention is every day and then watching it before they go to sleep Did you live up to that? Mm. Did you you know? I want to accomplish this this and this today and I want to give three genuine compliments to strangers today you know not fake ones but real ones and then watch that video at the end of the day and hold yourself accountable. Did you do those things? No. Or if you don't have a cell phone, write it down on a piece of paper, keep it in your pocket. And you know, every couple hours, look at that. Did I do that? No. And then you start to feel the guilt that you didn't do it. So go out and do it. Seize the moment. Hmm. It's good advice. I I love
0: it. I do too. We have our final question, which Mm -hmm. is what is one tip, one actionable tip? And you just gave us one, but we're going to ask for another one Mm -hmm. actionable tip. To help others achieve and experience the kind of success, accountability, and leadership that you all both have created in your lives,
1: I um I have two, okay. and they're two very different things. Uh-huh. So this is one that I started doing when I was younger, and this is just a tip for anyone listening, if you ever meet somebody whose native language is different from yours, learn one word or one phrase from them Mm -hmm. and remember it. And then the next time you meet somebody that speaks that, you start off with that. It immediately changes your relationship with them. There's this bizarre trust that happens like, oh, you're interested in me. Okay. Let me, how did you know that? I try and learn a little bit from every language that I possibly can, because if I meet somebody who's from Sweden or from, you know, wherever, I have this tiny little thing. It's so, it seems so insignificant, but it really is just a huge door opener. Um, that's one, and then also.
0: Well, real quick before you go on the two. Yeah. Can you, for people listening, can you show off a little and tell, you know, th- drop, yeah. drop a word from maybe four or five different languages so they know you uh, care? Uh, Let's
1: hear it, uh, That's like Korean, like, hey, how you doing? Um, that's Arabic like what's going on my love Tak um, is uh, thank you in Swedish and I think uh, Danish as well that whole region tends to have a very similar um, thing Gemcho is Gujarati for hello Shavadi um, uh, that's Thai for hello or Shavadi if you're a guy you know there's I could keep going on but Good I try work. and learn Good
0: a little wow, bit heard. yeah just That's making awesome. sure everyone's feeling the love who's listening yeah. in right
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to get as you know, in like worldwide as possible there, so.
2: <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I, I didn't know, know you knew all that. <laughs> and
1: um my another thing that I think everybody can apply to is people Everybody has a favorite sound, a favorite instrument. You know, whether you're musically inclined or not, there's a certain sound I think every person associates with either calming or excitement or happiness or whatever it may be. For me, the sound is cello. So every morning I've set my alarm clock to I have five different alarms and I set it to a different, you know, famous um p- a classic piece that is based around a cello. And waking up every morning, I am so excited to open my eyes. When I hear that, it just immediately starts my day off well, and then I, I'm i ready to go. I don't ever want to hit the snooze button because I want to hear the rest of the piece before I get out of bed. And while I'm listening to that, I kind of stretch and, you know, do like my finger yoga. I like stretch them out and, you know, get the day going that way. And I think everybody has that one sound, find it set your alarms to that every morning and you will never want to hit that snooze buy-in.
2: I love that. It's such a great, that's such a great tip. I I think this is going to sound small, but get up in the morning and make your bed. Oh yeah. If you're going to do one thing in the morning, even if you're not feeling so well, if you just do that, it really does help to start your day going the right direction. Mm -hmm. It's easy to just roll out of bed and not care, but then the rest of your day is kind of not caring. So if you start with something so small then everything kind of has its way of finding its place, you know, and then it just seems like an easier way to start. Um, And also be grateful for everything you have. I think um, we all have so much, even if we don't have much, it's still something. So just being grateful and feeling grateful for everything and um, just, you know, one day at a time, one moment at a time, just, just, just think about how wonderful our life is. Life is short. It's beautiful. It's special. We're all here for a reason. So I think we should do our best to bring the best out in others, for sure, and listen to others, find Find a common ground with each other. Let's all just, you know, everybody has something in common. Like Eva said, like with the language, there's so many things we could teach each other every day. There's opportunities in front of us every day. So if you get up in the morning, make your bed, you know, feel grateful, get out there, just Do the best you can and don't be too hard on yourself, especially as moms Mm -hmm. out there. You know, don't be hard on yourself. You just do the best you can and just know that that's 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 your best and feel good about it.
0: Mm. I love it. Now, if you've enjoyed this conversation with these two wonderful ladies, you're going to want to make sure to check out their podcast, the Landing Strip Podcast. Go check it out and hear them chatting with us. Uh, now, beyond going to listen to you wonderful humans on the podcast, where else can people find you if they want to connect with you, learn more, uh, or have anything they'd like to share about what they've learned or experienced from today's show?
1: Um, you can check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. We're on pretty much all social media platforms uh, at The Landing Strip. Yes. At The Landing Strip Podcast, excuse me. Um, or you Our know, website. Our website, uh, thelandingstrip2018.com. And yeah, we're we're always around. We love hearing from everyone and we're looking forward to meeting you, hearing from you. Yeah. We do,
2: Jarek. You're so great. Thank you so much for this time. Yeah. You just thanks for being you're so humble to just, you know, be so great. And thank you for taking the time with us.
0: Well, thank you both so much for sharing. It's been a pleasure having you. And for Mm -hmm. everyone who's tuning in, we believe sharing is caring. So if you like this episode, if you know someone who needs to hear it, please share it with them because that's what caring people do. And we like caring people around here. So make sure to share. Uh, And then I look forward to seeing you all next episode.